Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the larger lenders. Enjoy a full suite of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion, all absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PRMG and its competitive pricing can help grow your business. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I am your host, J.P. Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. Today, I have my good friend, Lindsay McCoy of Care Finance Group out in Folsom, California, which right before he hopped on, we had to look it up if that's where the prison is. <laughs> and it is like it 10, is. 10 minutes outside of Folsom, but it's called Folsom County Jail or whatever, right? Yeah. Do you want to know a funny story about that really yeah, fast? Okay. Yeah. So, Yes. The Johnny Cash song. We have all kinds of things named. We have the Johnny Cash Trail. We have all of that, right? Uh -huh. The prison, they actually renamed the area, the property that the prison is on. They renamed it and it has its own zip code. So it's actually called Repressa. So that's Folsom, what we looked up. Yeah. Folsom Prison is not actually in Folsom, although Folsom completely surrounds it. The land underneath that is actually called Repressa and has its And that's what it's called now, too? Nope, it's called Folsom Prison. Oh, all right. I was going to say, that is a really bad marketing thing if they rebranded <laughs> it. You know, yeah. like, that's horrible. But they didn't. All right, so they're smart in that sense. Yeah. But it has its own zip code. It has its own zip code, and it is 100% completely surrounded by Folsom. They didn't want to build the houses around it mm -hmm. and have it be still in the same city so they renamed it all right well that's a fun fact for everyone out there we don't have to talk about mortgages because we know they're boring if you don't want to i'll talk about that yeah. shit all day but all right but anyway we will jump into it thank you for the fun facts so again got Lindsay mccoy uh broker owner care finance group known Lindsay for a lot of years we're in a bunch of groups together we see each other enough even though we didn't see each other in vegas but is what it is Vegas is nuts. I already told you my story. I won't get into that because my wife will kill me. But either way, um, for people that don't know you, Lindsay, could you really, could you jump in? Tell us how you got started in the industry. Take us how you got in. I started now. like everybody else. The ground yep. floor, right? Yep. You don't, yep. like, this isn't a job you go to college for, right? Mm, You're like, mm. I'm going to be a loan officer one day. Yep. Uh, needed a job when I was you know, 18. I knew I was going to be in real estate, didn't know how to break into it 23 years ago. That mm. ages me. Okay. Yeah. Um, you couldn't get into real estate unless you knew somebody or had experience, which doesn't make sense. So mm. my neighbor was actually processing FHA loans remotely and was like, do you want to help me? I'm really busy. I'm like, yes, I do. Because I want my foot in the door. So started mm. as a processor, moved into multiple companies, and then became a loan officer. So 2005, am I right in saying that? 
actually it was 2000 like literally like 2001 but close yeah all right so 2001 yeah all right that's when i graduated high school yeah not to age everyone here but yeah all right so around 2001 you got in as a processor right yeah i graduated in 2000 though okay okay wow okay so you've been in this for i that's one thing i didn't know honestly so 2000 you got in processor now who did you who was it for what type of i mean all types of lenders banks whatever brokers everything's changed since then but what what type of institution was it so it was actually a brokerage all right was a broker yeah, it was a brokerage i have actually been in the broker world a hundred well except for 28 days and uh-huh. the you know the shitty crash in 2000 uh-huh. when we were all unemployed guys but uh-huh. <laughs> um i've been in the broker world my whole career wow except for 28 days yeah uh, we have to days go i back. got tricked into going to retail and then i was like well, I mean, you don't, you have to go taste the water somewhere, right? You got you to gotta dip your toe in to see if you're really doing the right thing. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But we'd have to go back. But that that might be the longest stretch out of anybody that we've ever had on here for wow. the amount of years is like being a true, you know, being at brokerage, which yeah. is pretty cool. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I could have went through all the different stages of until now, but you've been in the broker world the whole time. So let's yep. ask you this. How has the brokerage channel changed since then to what it is now? I mean, huge. Yeah. Obviously, we went through, I mean, I think the biggest changes were in like that 2011, 12 era when after the crash, obviously mm-hmm. it was very much, people always ask me about the big short and they're uh-huh. like, is this really a consumers? And I'm like, pretty much <laughs> 2004, yeah. five. It's <laughs> pretty much how it was. But the biggest changes were in in after the crash when well, like, we kind of got slaughtered as far as put out on the chopping block in the media. Like brokers mm-hmm. are the bad guys. Um, I really felt the brunt of that because I truly believed in the broker world. I'd been in it for so long. I'm like, this is the best thing for the consumer, and. You know, back then we had no representation, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was difficult to just watch us get slaughtered in the media and be like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And, you know, we're all screaming from the sidelines at watching, you know, things change at the behest of us being the cow. So. Got it. So the scapegoat, really what it was. And I know if I remember, because I got in in 2011. That's when the bro- the the LO comp rules came into effect, yep. which didn't help, I wouldn't think, because it was just totally different. I didn't know it before, which I always say maybe was a good thing. I kind of just got in right when it was just this is how you get paid. There's no yield spread, this or that. So um, so yeah, I would think that had a lot to do with it. So if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly, around 2011 to really what 2018, yeah. like. I never really even heard of a broker for those seven years for real, until I came on this side in 18. So that was a weird time, those seven years for the broker, right? Yeah. 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 It was really weird. It was, I think there was a lot of confusion just around legislation. I watched lenders like Flagstar Mm -hmm. really lead the way as far as compliance. And I know they actually get a bad rap because they're so strict, but they were really the leaders 
one of the leaders in, hey, we've got to do this right so that we don't get in trouble and don't get blamed for shit again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a really confusing time. Things were changing really fast, trying to navigate this world, trying to figure out REOs and short sales and just how to be the best for the consumer. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a name. Yeah. Didn't have let, anybody. Me, let me ask this though. So during that stretch, now I'm curious, right? Um, was it the consumer that looked at the, like the word broker as a bad word? Or yeah. was it really there weren't a lot of wholesale lenders even getting into the game because of that? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. We had a ton of wholesale lenders. We, okay. I don't remember ever having a lack of wholesale lenders. Okay. You know, okay. we had, we still had places like, I worked in the Bay Area in mm-hmm. California. So during that stretch, well, part of that stretch. So we still had a lot of even local banks opening up to the wholesale channel. U.S. Bank which I know Mm -hmm. had backed out wholesale completely, but they were a huge part of wholesale. Mm. Um, We had all of those options. We had even small community banks as options where we could broker like jumbos. Big Mm -hmm. deal in the Bay Area, obviously. Average, you know, home price being Mm -hmm. in the millions. So we had, there wasn't a lack of options there. It was consumers that thought we were a bad word because we got slaughtered in the media. It was, that's where the, Oh, we have control of appraisals. We um, in-house underwriting is the best. That's where that stuff started being perpetuated. Um, Those kinds of rumors, all those things that we've spent now years battling against and real estate agents' perceptions, that's Mm. where that started, was in the crash. Those types of perceptions that in-house lenders have it the best, in-house underwriting is the best. We have a a pool of appraisers that we can call, but brokers can't. Yes, all right. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's something I wasn't really privy to because I was more in the bank correspondent lending type world. And when I was there, just because I didn't know ignorance, I'm like, yeah, we have in-house underwriting. Like I said the same things. There's no doubt. So even back then, would you say, and be honest, back then, obviously everything's quicker nowadays, but do you still feel like you had more control during that like seven year type period? Absolutely. still had it. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And that was the hardest part is that we had to, we were fighting against perception. Mm. And now it's funny because now in the world you see whether it is bank side, retail, course, like they're, they say they're mortgage brokers and it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. how you, so it's really flipped. And this is really curious to me since you've mm-hmm. been through, you know, the bad mouthing and now like, so you must be excited. You're on this different cycle where now the broker is a good word again. Yeah. And and it's, it's a good word. People Uh seek us out and sorry, I'm going to give aim a lot of props here because it, it wasn't until very recently that I felt really excited to be a part of this channel. Always love this channel, never leaving, Mm -hmm. but the camaraderie we have and the footing we have on a state and national level mm-hmm. as an association has grown so much mm-hmm. and in such a positive light, like our name's on the board mm-hmm. and we've never had a seat at that table. Yeah. Cause you've been, and I'm not here to badmouth anyone, but there's been other, you know, quote unquote trade groups, right? What was that? Mm-hmm. It was NAM, right? If they're mm-hmm. still was, 
did they had events, right? They they tried to support, but it wasn't anything like this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I actually worked for a very long time with the president of of NAN, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the president of what's the other association, like MBA or something. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They did call themselves brokers and they finally changed it to bankers or something. Mm-hmm. Um and she's been she's been multiple roles within a couple different associations that have never been associated broker and she's been a broker most of her career mm. and so it was interesting to see kind of that inside track mm-hmm. they they've never been pro broker ever mm. ever interesting um and so the company right. that we were with at the time in the midst of that 2012-15 era um actually went from broker to banker Mm. And it was my decision to leave that company. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm out. Bye. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) I I saw the limiting writing on the wall. I was in the corporate conversations about switching from where we were to where they were going. And they felt like because of the media pressure, they Mm -hmm. actually felt pressured to get rid of that name. And I said, this is a bad move. Yeah. And then I left the company shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there you go. I mean, stick to your guns, right? Go all in. Don't sell out. That's what I say. You know, I'm going down with the shit, man, if it goes down. But either way. Um, All right. So this was great insight. I'm generally curious about that, your take on that, because you've been in it maybe the longest, like, true broker out of anyone we've had on here. So that's really cool. Um, cool. I do want to talk more about you, though. So care finance all right so you've been in the broker world but when did you decide to open up care finance then 2000 decided in 2016 actually made it happen 2017 2017 okay all right cool so you saw the writing on the wall right at that point Mm -hmm. like i kind of saw it i always said like 2018 i felt like i was with the new wave of like this makes sense like i have my own brand like i have to like own my own company it makes sense you kind of saw that a bit before it sounds mm-hmm. like, right? So yeah. you you got in, you, you you said 2016, 2017, it started, right? Yeah. Um, so tell me about, because uh, it's different than just being a, a an LO and now owning and being a producing LO, right? Um, yeah. uh, producing owner, I'm sorry. Um, so you got in, and so why why did you decide to go that route to actually owning the company now? What was what was the thing that made you change? I <laughs> can't to say everything, but a bad business partnership mm-hmm. showed me that I was really powerful by myself mm-hmm. and that I wanted to be in control of my destiny, my future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And win or lose, it was going to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why. So, yeah. And I vowed to have a company and a place where other people could come and be mm-hmm. where that would never happen to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all heard of, you know, brokers taking databases or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stealing money uh, or taking commission and then closing the doors and never, never paying them. Well, that's happened to me twice. Oh, um, and I just vowed to never let it happen again and to yeah. never do that to anyone and have provisions in our contracts that say, hey, your database goes with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool because, I mean, let's face it. The mortgage world's a really dirty game. It can yeah. be. And unless you have the right people at the top, like it can just be dirty. I mean, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. literally we're selling money. Right. So when there's money, Mm -hmm. there's greed. Um, And yeah, I mean, going back to like all the groups we've been in and we've seen a a ton of that. 
you know, where databases are, you know, yeah. stolen, whatever it is. I was fortunate when I left the company I was with, I just told them straight up. I'm like, this is something I need to do. It's got to be on my back. I have to go with it. And they were cool, you know, and they didn't take anything from mine. I was up front, but it's a dirty, it's a dirty game. So I guess what I'm saying is even today in a constricting type market, if you're thinking about going out and starting your own thing, like, yeah, you have to be careful. Right. Yeah. Even today's world. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Whether, whether you're starting your own thing or being a, you know, a, a branch underneath another brand, like mm -hmm. making sure that your contracts are straight and you have protections. If you were to leave the company, even if they're the best thing, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like a marriage. Mm -hmm. and a prenup think of it yeah. like that. yeah yeah right you know? so yeah. it's just it's important to be protected and and i vow like i have loan officers who have come and gone and i their clients will still reach out Give um, it to them. just because the you know the name and the website and whatever mm -hmm. i send them right back to their lo mm -hmm. like period end of yeah, story done. Yeah, not my relationship not my client i'm not doing that yeah you don't you don't want to people think too short term, right? It's a long term play and uh, you can't burn bridges. I mean, I've been, I've owned this five years or yeah, yeah, five years, five, six years now. And uh, uh, I still get emails from my old like LOA that it still goes to that company because they did auto forward everything, but it goes to her and she forwards it to me. Like yeah. it, it makes sense, you know, like just don't burn bridges. Everyone's trying to do their best in this industry. It's yeah. a hard industry, you know, and yeah, I think you picked the perfect name for what your mindset was going into it. Right. Care. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. So, um, yeah, but tell me about care though. So who's involved in it? How many employees do you have? Tell me your setup. So we're small again because mm -hmm. the market, you know, so mm -hmm. we have, it's me, loan officer assistant and a processor. We have three loan officers and you know, it's, it's hard right now. Yeah. Um, three loan officers and myself. Yeah, so, no, it's great. I mean, that's it, it's really the best setup right now, whether you have a small team under a bigger brokerage or you have your own brokerage. Right. I mean, it's me. I produce my brother. We have Paul, yeah. another LO. And then we have, I know, our processor and we have our ops manager yeah. it, for the type of volume that you can get in right now and doing things the right way. That's the best optimal setup. I don't really want to grow too much more, to be honest with you. I'm fine with this, you know, like yeah. it's good. And there's a lot of advantages out there to being the owner as well. Right. I mean, there's tax advantages. There, there's so much that we could go into about being yeah. a broker owner. It's it, I'm telling you, I'm not saying go and start it because it's hard and there's a lot of mental stress there, but financially it can be a really good thing. If you're a producing broker owner at a small shop, I still believe mm -hmm. that's the best way to go in my opinion. Yeah. I think there's pros and cons to both. Like, sure. I think that some people don't, not, not every awesome producing loan officer is also a good business person. Yep. So there's that balance. Like I am, I can be very analytical. I'm very adaptable. So mm -hmm. I can be very analytical and do our business stuff. And then vice versa, I can sell mm -hmm. the shit out of a mortgage because mm -hmm. I just know it and I've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. But um, for uh, the producing loan officer who wants somewhere good, a small brokerage is fantastic to hang mm -hmm. your hat at, mm -hmm. as long as you have all those protections that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you, if you feel like you can balance it all and manage it all, like small brokerage is the way to go. 
Yeah, I mean, and how much, like 20, obviously 2020, 2021, right? Rates are low. We're just like pushing stuff in. Boom, 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 yeah. right? You didn't really, you had to know how to run a business, but not really. You could kind of just get away with just doing a lot of deals and things kind of took care of themselves. Mm -hmm. How has it changed the past, really last year into this year? You, ha you have to be a true business owner, right? Yes. You have to start looking at that profit and loss that you probably didn't look at no. and didn't no. care about. And we're just trying to sling things to make things happen. I, mm -hmm. I definitely even fell to that. And I come from a background of being loan officer or operations and managing mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yes, you need to start looking at your PL. You have to make hard decisions, which is why we're a smaller team right now. Um, mm -hmm. Make really difficult decisions, uh, you know, and looking at that profit and loss, looking at where your avenues are coming. I will say that I've definitely reverted back to like a, a 2016, 17, our, our beginning, our roots yeah. uh, model and mm -hmm. have really just started rebuilding all the things that I let go in mm -hmm. the last three years mm -hmm. that well, I should have been ignoring. Well, let's talk about that. So, right. Like, so, so where are you rebuilding? Like, what is that 2016? I know exactly the mindset you're talking about. It's ex it's extreme, uh, you know, purchase focused and even more doing more advisory type plans for people right now, where it's 21, 20 and 20 was just like, get them in low rate. Boom. Yeah. That's all they wanted. Right. Um, so how are you rebuilding it? How are you going back to the roots? So we've always been a consumer direct model. Uh, so we're going back to that a little bit and just focusing on our customer journey. What does our customer journey look like mm. for the last three years? It's been slam it through, get it done. And now we're really looking at how is our consumer? How is the customer feeling throughout the process? Okay. We've always had milestones. Um, we've got emails, videos, text messages throughout the process to agents and clients, but really just refining that and putting it more in tune to today's world today's messaging making sure those are going out making sure birthdays you know text messages are going out loan anniversaries you know we call it back to basics and then also asking for referrals mm -hmm. asking for referrals it's and so having cool. harder conversations mm -hmm. saying hey are you in financial stress do you know someone going through a divorce but mm -hmm. asking those questions in a really caring and sensitive manner um, because debt is going to overwhelm people coming up as we yep. get into this weird economy. Mm -hmm. And we just want to make sure that we're in front of people and that we're really showing them, Hey, I'm here for you. Call me before you're in trouble or mm -hmm. tell your friends and family to call me before they're in trouble. We're, we're experts in this. We're here for life. We're the people that you want to talk to when you think there might be a problem. Don't be an ostrich. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it. Like you said, like having those tougher conversations, I think I would even present it as even using the name of your company, having the more caring conversations. Mm -hmm. Sure, they're tough. Like you said, like, hey, you have to present it. Communication is so key. You can't be like going to your database and saying, hey, any anybody in your family getting divorced? You Did anybody die? Did anyone die? <laughs> like, what can I do here? No, it's more... Yeah. And it's not about making money. It, it's it's really. I mean, we could talk about that all day, but it's more about actually caring for the your 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 clients, your your database. Hey, I'm just letting you know we're seeing this a little bit more, right? Like people mm -hmm. have some debt, but you have some equity. I'm here 
if you need to look at something and talk mm-hmm. through it. Like there's a way to present this people. You can't just say, yo, you probably have a lot of debt right now. I'm sure you have a lot of equity. We should probably just do a cash out refi. No, you have to present yeah. it, ask the right questions and actually come from a caring mindset because people do need that. Right? Yeah. We, I, I mean, I can tell you the last few clients I've talked to just in the last couple of days, yep. we have some free tools. We have a debt like consolidation calculator. It's actually, mm. I say debt consolidation. That's not what it is. It's actually just mm. like a, a payment plan. You mm. put in your own budget, you put in all your credit cards or interest rates, and it tells you what to pay, when to pay them off. Mm-hmm. I have given that tool out probably six or seven times in the last couple of days because they're they're not in dire need that they need a HELOC or they need a restructuring, right. but they need help and they need a path mm. to make me any money. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it shows the client that I actually give a shit about them because mm-hmm. I really do and that I care about their financial picture. And mm-hmm. it shows them, hey, I'm an expert here and I'm not all, I'm not in it just for money. I'm not in mm-hmm. it just to scrape the pennies that you have left out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. I want to help you. That is going to give tenfold back because they're like, no, Lindsay actually cares. Mm-hmm. Like you need to call her and talk to her about your credit cards. Mm-hmm. And then I, I asked for the referral right then and there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, if you know of anyone else in your family mm-hmm. that might be going through a similar situation, mm-hmm. or I hate to say it, maybe worse. Mm-hmm. Tell them to call me, share this calculator with them, share mm-hmm. the tool and just group text me and say, hey, this is Lindsay and introduce me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I mean, we've talked about it before, even here, like, uh, and this is a little bit different, but like the power of like, no, right? Like yeah. plenty of clients come, hey, I, I should probably get a HELOC, right? Well, do you know how they work? A lot of them are interest only. This could really hurt mm-hmm. you long term if you just start consolidating debt on this. Why don't we just look at your finances and maybe I can give you some tricks on what to do. And if none of them make sense, then maybe we'll look there. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do that right now. Although I think a lot of people should get a HELOC and just have it sitting there. God forbid. I think it's more move. I mean, we could talk about that all day, but sometimes it's no, and it's just helping people. And guess what? They tell everyone about you after that. Yeah. Were, yeah. I would say like, why can't you have it all? Why can't you help people? Why can't you truly care for people? And then why can't you get business maybe from it down the road? Because someone thinks you actually care for them. Like mm-hmm. I, it's not dirty. It's just is what it is. You know? Yeah. Positioning, positioning yourself as the expert mm-hmm. and then asking for the referral is going to pay you. It's not going to pay you yeah. right now, but mm-hmm. you know what else isn't going to pay you right now? Internet leads. Yep. Yeah. Like those take years of cultivation. I know I'm consumer direct. Yeah. They take years. So it's, we, we audited our going through this, we audited our database and we said, where did, you know, 80% of our business come from? Of course Mm. it came from our sphere, but more Mm. so it came from client referral, Mm. client family referral. Mm. And that's why we're leaning more into that. Are we doing brand awareness stuff? Yes, we are consumer direct. We, you know, we have those set up. So we're revamping that. Again, mm-hmm. we let it go to the wayside the last couple of years. But just position yourself as an expert, give a shit about your clients mm-hmm. and ask for the referral. Yeah. Gently, people. Gently. Correct. That's Gently. what I'm saying. Communication's key right now, people. You got to communicate properly. Let me ask yeah. you this. So you said consumer direct, okay? When you say consumer direct, what does that mean? That we advertise locally, brand awareness. We drive people to our website. 
and we don't rely on agent referrals got it for our business okay all right that's what i was wondering because like you, it could be well i guess some of them are internet leads right because if they're driving you're driving it to your business right yeah um but it's not a when you consumer it's not buying leads from whatever zillow or no or some no. sort of crazy funnel of some sort or it's more kind of, of. Kind of, right? Kind but of. it's wrapped yeah. around your brain. It's not. Yeah, it's wrapped around our brain. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's cool. Yeah. And that's what I believe the true, because we're consumer direct as well. I don't think I've really called a real estate agent in eight years. I mean, I've called them. My friend. Full disclosure, my husband's real estate agent who owns a real estate brokerage. And he has right. another small team of agents. But uh -huh. they were not the driving source of our referrals. Right. I referred more to them than they did to me. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. I do want to talk about um, the, I want to talk about, because if you are going to be this hard marketing to consumers and putting your brand out there, right. You have to have a tight process to get the loan done, right. The yes. right way. So tell me about like your stack, like your LOS, get into the details a bit for me of what you're using. Cause this can really help out other people. Okay. So I'm a techie. Uh -huh. I love all this mortgage tech, but one of the things, sorry, I have to tell the story before I tell you yeah, what my I'm exactly. Um, our good friend Glenn knows how many CRMs I've been through. Oh no. We have talked, <laughs> we have talked about this until we're blue in the face. We've gone through right everything. I have developed Salesforce. I have gone through the ringer for a small brokerage. I feel like I finally found a system that I don't have to duct tape together. Mm-hmm. And everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Zapier connection to this and this and that. And it's just, it feels like duct tape to me. And I think it's bullshit. So I use Be In Touch. Okay. That is my CRM and my client portal and my agent portal. It's all integrated. Texting, email, campaigns, video campaigns, integrated everything. I texted Glenn, by the way, to ask how many CRMs you've been through. So, <laughs> we'll and I took a picture that we're on this, but go ahead. I'm listening. Um, so be in touch and lending pad. Okay. That's it. Nice, I, I mean, I have a website obviously, which I use. Are they lead pops? Are they rebel IQ? What are they now? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have I that. Right now. I asked Andrew, I was like, what are you? He's like, we're like rebel and lead pops. I'm like, oh. that's confusing. And, and well, let me ask you this, like generally, right. They, I know Andrew, great dude. I've never really got into that part of it with lead pops or rebel IQ. And that's part of your website. And it does, you do like it. Right. And it works. It works for you. It works. Yeah. That's all. It I, it's a it's fantastic a out of the box website. Got we it. actually, okay. 2017 Brady built our entire website. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was done on a Wix platform. Lead Pops is a WordPress platform. At the time, WordPress absolutely was better. Obviously, we were getting busier. We couldn't manage everything. So we moved over to Lead Pops. We've had them ever since. They've okay. been great. It works. It's editable. It's a fantastic out-of-the-box system. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right, cool. Just if anyone wants to know, my website that I've had even when I was at Correspondent Lenders, hence the reason I had to do my own thing. They didn't like what I was doing because I had my own website at their company, but whatever. A whole different thing. I started that with Wix, <laughs> like, That's, I don't even know, nine yeah. years ago. We still have it. We just keep, you know, drag and drop. It's easy. I'm not a smart guy. Our ops girl's 
so smart. So she's figured it out and we just integrate with that. So that's what we use. And that's pretty simple. If you need a simple landing page as well, it's real cheap. Um, so be in touch. That has all the milestones. That's your, your POS as well, right? Lending pad. So we have lending okay. pad and, and be in touch. So you use the lending pad uh, point of sale, right? For an online app or well, I used to have lending pad. We recently went to arrive. I love lending pad though. So no, I use be in touch. So I have be in touch is my application link. Okay. It just automatically syncs to lending pad. So it has mm. bi-directional syncing. So okay. if they do, you know, if, if they do their online app, I don't use online apps a lot, to be honest. I drive people to my calendar. Um, okay. Cool. But if they do an app and be in touch, it syncs to lending pad. If I do an app, or even my presser, or anyone does an app in lending pad, it syncs to be in touch. So it's okay. bi-directional, which is really Yeah, nice. they go they go both ways. Okay, yep. cool, cool. So, all right, let me ask you that then. So I've been an online app guy with good scripts and templates and everything for a long time, right? You're more of a calendar. You want to speak to the actual person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's a little bit going back to roots is what yeah. I'm trying to say, back to basics. We might have to do some of that. We may have to talk to people a little bit more. We do, but we, we say we can't until we get some of your info in the system. Then we'll have the, that's how we do it. At least once it's I in, then let's talk. Completely the opposite. Okay. Okay. I'm completely the opposite. I'm like, I don't want anything of yours until mm. we have a conversation okay. because I'm not going to waste your time. I don't want mm. you to waste my time or my team's time because mm. it takes staff to go through all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I determine if you qualify in the first 15 minutes of our phone call. Okay. Okay. And if you don't, I personally give you a path to where you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If for some reason I can't determine it on that phone call, I'll have them send their stuff in and we'll figure it out. And then we'll give them a path and we'll start doing the work. Mm -hmm. But people, I, I want to make that relationship. I want to make that relationship really, really strong so that they refer me their friends and family. So mm -hmm. I start with the consult. It's, I mean, it's really smart because... We've went through the past, I don't know, uh, six, seven years where a lot of stuff got automated. Um, mm -hmm. And it sounds really sexy, right? Automated, automated yeah. efficient, blah, blah, blah. But you lose that human connection. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, into this uh, new world where it might get a bit tougher with the economy and everything going on, getting back to the basics and having that human you know, uh, interaction with people could be the right move for everyone listening, yeah. you know, like get back in touch with people, show them you care, really listen to them. By the way, Glenn just wrote me back. Um, he said 17. <laughs> it's, okay. Maybe it's been a okay. lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I laughed, whatever. So he said 17 and he laughed. Love Glenn, by the way, GTG financial, great guy. Whole yes. thing, right? Amazing. Um, okay. So we heard about that. Um, okay. Wow. We're 36 minutes in already, which is crazy. I told you it goes by fast, it goes right? So fast. You weren't kidding. So let's talk. You were just at fuse, right? We yeah. didn't see each other, but you did. No. You led a panel, right? I don't know if I can say that I led a panel okay. when I was on a panel you with a panel. Katie and Brendan. Oh, very nice. Okay. So you <laughs> it was were Katie, Brendan panel, and me. And it was, if my notes are correct, right? Empowering accessible home ownership and disabled veterans property tax exemptions. Is that what you talked about? Uh, yeah, we talked about 
specifically the disabled veterans tax exemption that mm -hmm. we passed in California. So that's only California. I only talked about California. Got it. I think that we've got it going or passed in 11 states now. I know it's not Pennsylvania, right? Because I heard Correct. that's where I'm at. So yeah, I remember hearing about this a while ago. And then we had some contractors coming over to our house because I love my wife, but she's a lunatic. She wants to put a new kitchen in now when <laughs> business is like, what's happening? But whatever. I love her. Um, disabled veteran was there and he was talking about, you know, taxes. And I'm like, wait a second. I think there's something here. So I did some research. Pennsylvania is not one on the list, mm -hmm. which sucks. Um, so help put Pennsylvania on the list. Right. I'm not helping in every state, but I, 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 I'm there as a resource for anyone who wants gotcha. help. Our okay. state captains are the ones, not necessarily really driving that, but they are driving it and organizing support mm -hmm. in every state. I know mm -hmm. Florida, it's just on the books. Um, okay. I think it's just being released as a bill finally. Um, mm -hmm. California, we did this with very limited help in a political powerhouse. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say that I did it by myself, but I felt like I was by myself at some times. Mm -hmm. um, it was really just me and Brendan and Adrian Placenta, and that's about it. But that's what's really cool about AIM and all the things like, like you have, you know, Brendan and Katie in Washington, D.C., yeah. like literally having a seat at the table. Like, this is the cool stuff. I mean, uh, that hasn't happened before. Just no. hasn't. Like, no, this, this hasn't. is cool. I, I told Brendan and Katie a very long time ago when they started the, the membership stuff, you know, I'm a VIP member. Or I don't know what they call it. I don't know if they still call it VIP. Whatever. I'm like a top level, like, yeah. member. Mm -hmm. Not because I want to be some top level member. I love the benefits. I honestly don't use them. Um, but my contribution, I look at as going to our government affairs, Yeah, having a seat at the table. I will pay that every single year, as long as we have a seat at the table, mm -hmm. because it's so incredibly important. I'm also on government affairs board for AIM nationally. Cool. Um, but it's, it's man, it's so important. And I, I know there's a lot of newer brokers and people that don't get it. And I guess I get it because I've been in this industry for so long, but mm -hmm. We've never been on the map like this, and it's so exciting to see. And I appreciate the leaders at AIM, the people who are really driving this home every day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool hearing uh, you say this. Like you said, being here since 2000, being through how the broker got dragged through the mud, this and that, a bunch of, I don't want to say, lack of a better term, fake type trade groups or this or that or not the yeah. right direction, don't know what they're doing. And then coming from Lindsay, who is an OG in this business, like these are some real and not being a fake person. These are real words and real yeah. stuff about what AIM's doing. Like it's legitimate stuff. Yeah. I am not being paid to say this, you guys. No. <laughs> I have no right. idea I was going to come on here. I didn't even know I was going to come on here and like rah, rah, aim. But like, well, that's how I really feel. And I'll be honest with you guys. Like they're like everyone's volunteer. I've made a yeah. single dime doing any of this podcast stuff. Like I believe in it. There's a lot of good people. No one, it's not there. People get all paranoid. Like, oh, this is, a, it's not. Like people are le legitimately doing this to make it better for the future of the channel. And so we can continue going. And again, not to beat a dead horse, but coming from someone like you 
that has been through it so long and seeing the ups and downs, it's pretty cool that, I mean, I'm sure you've been burned out in the industry, but seeing you being in this long, like I can feel the, like the energy. So it's cool. Yeah. You know? Cool. Thanks. All right. So I always end this with two questions. Okay. So first one is, um, if you were, if you were a brand new loan officer or, uh, someone that needs to reinvent themselves, right. Or someone that is burned out right now, doesn't know what to do. What's one or two things that you could tell that person? To oof. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a great do. question. That's what I do. I, I mean, I feel like I'm reinventing myself right now. And I think, I feel like back to basics and really knowing what my business wants to be. Who do I align with the best? What is the most comfortable for me in my shoes? Is it talking to business owners? Is it talking to first time home buyers? Is it talking to move up buyers or move down buyers or, or whatever? And mm. I would really focus on that mm. and in my sphere and get comfortable asking for referrals. Cool. I like, no, I like it. I mean, it's simple. Like you, I mean, I thought you were going to say going back to basics yeah. and kind of what I'm hearing from you is don't overthink this, you know, work on what's around you. You don't have to do some crazy ass shit. Just going at like, just stay where you're at. I'm a big hyper local guy. Yeah. Be in your, know your people back to basics and start building it from there and have some fun with it. That, that's yeah. what I'm Quit trying to get licensed in every goddamn state. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? There's, there's a, right. I'm totally with you. Um, <laughs> last question. The next three to five years, the the market whatever it's real estate or the mortgage world like where do you see it going i mm -hmm. god why do you have to ask me this hard shit do it um, <laughs> like Lindsay, if you had a crystal ball uh, <laughs> I, know, right? I, people, I don't have a crystal ball i think that for the next i think for the next let's say 18 months the next okay. 18 months are going to be a wild ride Mm -hmm. I don't know where we're going to be in five years. I know home mm -hmm. prices are going to be up, you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we know that. The next 18 months is going to be a wild ride. I think we're going to see a decrease in mortgage applications, an increase in mortgage applications. I think we're going to see cash out refinances because mm -hmm. debt is going to swallow people. Yeah, I agree. 3% rates are going to get churned out. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to still have an inventory crisis. Mm -hmm. That's not going to change. Home prices mm -hmm. are not, we're not going to have another crash. Mm -hmm. We can call this my prediction. I don't think so. Plus I had got to talk to Barry the other day. So there's nice. that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think hold on for the next 18 months. Stay close to your people. We're, we're going to see cash out refinances. Yeah. And like we know, again, you've been in this long enough. It goes in cycles. It does. When you're in one that's a little bit weird, go back to basics figure it out. And what always happens is that the market can change snap of the fingers and all of a sudden, you know, whatever rates drop, they could, bah, 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 you don't know when it's going to happen. If it does happen, it could. So stay prepared, stay in your game and it always works out. Yep. That's it. All right. Say hi to Glenn. I care about your clients. Say hi to Glenn. I will. <laughs> no, right now. Oh, right now. Yeah. Hi Glenn. hi, Glenn. I've been texting with him, so I have to sign uh. whatever. Um, all right, cool. Lindsay, thank you. Always nice catching up. Of yeah. course, if you need anything, hit me up uh, and good job. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome.
Yep. Later. 45 minutes went by like that. That's what I'm saying. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.